Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. When I asked today's guest to be on the show, it was in season two. And yes, as you well know by now, we are in the middle of season three. And Melissa said at that time that she wasn't really sure that she was ready to be on the show. Melissa is what I call a field expert in the arena of developing a thriving thought world. I've known Melissa for about three years, and so it brings me great joy to finally get her butt on the show today because Melissa has a lot to share with you. She has decided that it's time to come out of the shadows and stop hiding and share with you how she is thriving in the thick of it, in the thick of life, that is, in the thick of a lot of things, changes to her family composition, changes in her habits, changes in the way that she's thought about herself. And listen, I can vouch for her. She's had three years of day in, day out effort at creating, establishing, and using a thriving thought world, one that benefits her, one that allows her to truly thrive in some of the stuff that's come up in her life. So I know you've heard it from me before that it's possible to thrive in any and every circumstance, but today we're taking it to the streets. Here's my conversation with my friend who's decided to come out of the shadows, stop hiding, and get honest. Hello. Hi, are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So I need to know, based on the theme of this season, which is thriving in the thick of it, and I've been chatting with women like you who are in the thick of something and they are choosing to thrive, choosing to thrive. And I have known you now. I've had the privilege of knowing you now for about three years. And I know that you are choosing to thrive right now, but our listeners don't know. So what (laughs) I want to know is what are you in the thick of right now? Oh, just one thing? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, whatever you're in the thick of. Um, right now I am in the thick of, um, completely a life changing event. Um, my boyfriend of seven years and I have just gained custody of his 11 and 14 year old. Um, instant mama. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that isn't very easy because they're real mama. Um, She just, she's made things difficult, um, to say the least. And so it has been a very trying year. Um, we actually did not see his boys from August 9th of last year until July 4th of this year. Um, no contact, no nothing. And so it was, it's been a tough year. And on top of that, I'm learning to navigate life without addictions. Mm. And that is challenging on days. Well, so, okay, so let me do two things there, but, and, and I want to cover each one, but um, as soon as you said, I'm learning to lav- navigate life without addictions, I pictured, it's like somebody being in a canoe and they're used to a paddle, let's just say. And then you take the paddle away and they're kind of like on the water going, okay, where do I go? (laughs) Like, I I can't steer the ship. I don't because it's all new, right? So I imagine that's probably a little bit what that 
is like for you and your emotional world. And, and, but uh, let me just say, if, if it's okay with you, Melissa, I'd like to dive in. What has, how has, just so that we understand, how has addiction helped you, even if it hasn't been beneficial to you? How has it helped you navigate life in the past? Like, what have you used it for? So I have several things. Um, shopping is one of them where you, I just uh, go out and buy things. And I don't necessarily buy things just for myself. I buy things for other mm -hmm. people. I've probably been the recipient <laughs> of some of those things at one point. Yeah. Um, I start getting this, this feeling of um, a lot of anxiety. I don't want to think about something. I, okay. it, it's, there's something missing. There's a, a, a void and emptiness. And so my shopping cart just gets fuller and fuller and fuller. And then the trunk of my car gets full and then it stays in there yeah. because I don't want to bring it inside. Because if you bring it inside, what? Um, bring it inside it, it is, it is showing, um, you know, my boyfriend that actually, if I leave it, sorry, if I leave it in the trunk of my car, then it, I don't have to, um, acknowledge that I just went out and, you know, spent a, a lot of money, um, trying to yeah. fill a void. Um, it's kind of like saying it out loud. Um, bringing it inside is kind of like saying it out loud that keep the junk in the <laughs> right? trunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and is it, is it like saying out, saying it out loud, not just to your boyfriend, to myself. but to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. because you know, in the trunk, you can't see it in the trunk. It's hidden. Mm -hmm. Um, just like most, mm -hmm. when people are going through addictions, yeah. a lot of times you, you want to hide them. You don't want people yeah. to, to know what's going on. And it, you, for me, it's, you know, I've, I've shown the world this persona that I'm happy, go lucky, smiley, you know, a lot of people, um, back in my younger days when drugs were a major part of my life, when I hit rock bottom and people found out it was like, whoa, mm -hmm. a surprise. A surprise. Because I was really good at hiding it. Let me ask you a question, Melissa. Um, so it, you're saying like in the past, you have put on this face, this persona of a happy-go-lucky person. Um, is that still, you know, and I imagine from practicing that for many years, that that still is a default mechanism that can rear its head, Um even if you, you're learning new ways to cope and present yourself to life or to others, really. So why do you think, if you can cue us into the past and the present, like what are the triggers for you that compel you to put on a face? Like why do you feel the need to put on a face? Shame, guilt. So in the past, uh, like I said, with the uh, drug addiction, I remember my mom like falling to her knees and looking up at me and saying, you know, what did I do? You know, what did mm. I do? And in that moment, I promised myself that I would never see that look of desperation in my mother's eyes, of sadness, mm. of um, that she, you know, that she was a bad mom or that she didn't do a good job or, you know, that this was her fault. And 
So I, in the present, to have my mom think that there's a major issue or that I'm going down a bad road or something like that, I just don't want to ever see that look in my mom's eye again. So is your relationship still like that with your mom where you don't really share like uh, visually what's going on with you? Not as much. No, I will. Uh, in the present, I uh, I have learned to just I have learned a lot about myself in growing and, and knowing and saying that, you know, look, I'm an emotional person and that's OK. Just because mm-hmm. I'm an emotional person doesn't mean I can't handle it. Just because I'm an emotional person, I am still able to handle life. I am still able to not have her worry that I'm going to go down um, a, a complete destructive path. You know, it's interesting because I think as women in particular, we've been so dissuade from um, expressing our emotions you know, certainly women are inherently emotional creatures that gives us the ability to nurture and mother and care for, right? And men are notoriously compartmentalized creatures who, not that they don't have feelings, but certainly don't um, rely on them as much for the gift of of being instinctive in, in relationships like women do. And so for years and years and years, women have just been accused of histrionics, essentially like, you know, you're just overreacting. You're a drama queen. You're this, you're that. And so I think that you're certainly not alone in that, um, you know, kind of fear or feeling of I'm not supposed to show my emotions. And I always say, I don't, uh, your word was, um, did you say emotional or I'm a, I'm an emotional emotional person. person. Okay. Yeah. I, I call myself, I'm emotional, but I call myself expressive. So um, like my, you, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling my, something like it's yeah, all over. my thriving thought world just kicked in because it said, you know, as soon as I said an emotional person and, and you questioned it, I immediately, it was like, I am a very passionate person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. so that's where I've, you know, learning to remove the lies and and bring the truth to the forefront. It's okay. Let me ask you a question, Melissa. So would you say that, all right, with the understanding that we're talking about thriving, choosing to thrive in the thick of something, and you've mentioned um, dealing with addiction in the past. And my question to you is, is that still something that comes up for you when you are feeling as in your words, when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling like you want to avoid something or when you're feeling like there is a void, is that still something that's going on for you? Because my guess is there's a lot of people listening who um, are so sick of hearing people say, this is how I got over Mm -hmm. something. And uh, just are desperate to hear from somebody who's in the trenches. With I call them. it spontaneous recovery. And okay. it, it's going back to what I know and, mm. and what is in that moment feels good. It allows yeah. me to. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, it's not mm-hmm. a daily struggle. It is mm-hmm. uh, challenging at times to when things are, you know, like right now, my my world has been in one day, literally. We got a phone call, 
we got emergency custody, we left. And so in one day, my entire world, you know, changed. And then in the midst of that, you know, navigating a relationship where as a passionate person, um, Uh well said, by the way, (laughs) navigating a relationship in the midst of that. And yeah, and yeah, that doesn't stop. No. Right. And so, (laughs) and because navigating a relationship and, and, and one day, you know, everything changed and I spent a lot of years looking at the outcome of something to determine my worth and my value. How someone, can you explain what you mean by that? How someone reacted when I gave them a gift, if they weren't like Uh super happy or they didn't do what I had imagined in my head that Mm. I would be like, oh, it wasn't that great. Or if, um, and when you say it wasn't that great, you mean I, I must not, not, I be, must that not be that great. Um, yeah. So telling myself that how someone reacts or how someone treats me is what my value and my worth is. Mm, and, mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to what you were saying about your interaction with your mom when she had that look on on her face. You weren't seeing a mom whose heart was broken for you. You were seeing a mom who was disappointed in you. You were seeing a mom who was looking at you and judging your character as faulty, right? You know, that that never-ending, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough. I was put on this earth to make everybody else happy, and I will never know what that is. I can't do anything right, um, and that's where the perfectionist comes out in me, and, you know, trying to go above and beyond, because the more I do, the more I'll be loved. The more I give, the more I'll be valued. The more I, mm. and so that's where the, oh, I know you are not alone in that. And that's the more I do, the more I yeah. give, the more I show up, the more, the more, the more, the more value right. I'll be. And that's such a and lie. So when those lies start coming into my head, that's when it's, you know, I, I go shopping to buy stuff so that I can give stuff to people mm-hmm. so that I can mm-hmm. feel good or, you know, do more, and, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, in the past, um, or, um, substances, you know, where you just go Mm -hmm. numb. So you don't have to, because I am such a passionate person and feel so greatly, Mm -hmm. you know, the numbing aspect of it. So I don't have to feel it. And then also that Mm -hmm. never ending cycle of my yelling, just screaming, just telling myself to shut up because my brain would not Mm. stop saying how much of a worthless, how worthless I was. Yeah. And so just finding things to, to fill that, that space of, um, so, you know, looking for other people to acknowledge Mm -hmm. me or give me affirmation that I'm worth something or buying things to, you know, make myself feel good or substances. So I didn't have to feel And, Mm. and so that with that history and, and thriving in the thick of it right now is learning to 
know and believe that my worth, my value is independent of the outcome. And yeah, yeah. So independent of the opinions, independent of the behaviors, independent of the perceived thoughts, right? Because we all do that. We're like, oh, I wonder what they're thinking about oh me right gosh, now. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's constant. <laughs> like I tried, yeah. I have spent so many years and so much time fixing things and of uh, fixing myself. And because mm-hmm. I thought I did something wrong just based on someone's mm-hmm. actions when it was never even about me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Right. I I have this thing where the spoon drawer is not about me. And this was a huge <laughs> aha moment in my life. I mean Tell us about that. So I um was uh working as a nanny and I would come in every day because I would, you know, do some house cleaning too. And I would come in and the spoon drawer would be a wreck. I, you know, would fix it and, you know, put the spoons, the little spoons, the big spoons, big four, you know, and, and just have it all organized. And then I come in the next day and it's all, you know, and so I kept telling it's a wreck again. again. And so I would, based on the spoon drawer, be like, they don't care about me. They don't, mm. I don't matter. Like, you know, they don't see the hard work I do. They don't. And, right. and just, I mean, all over a spoon drawer would tear myself apart. And then one day yeah. I opened up the spoon drawer and I stood there and I stared at it for a few minutes. And finally I was just like, the spoon drawer is not about me. And <laughs> right. I yeah. shut the spoon drawer and walked yeah. away. And it's, you know, it, it has taken me a lot of, you know, a lot of time and a lot of um, dedication to myself to learn that other people's actions and thoughts is, has nothing to do with me. That's right. You know, and, and learning to, if there's a problem, then it's their responsibility to tell me and then I can fix it if I feel like I need to. But I I've spent so many, I spent so many years fixing things that never even, that weren't even broke because it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. But yet I, so my value and my worth was based on that. So let me ask you a question. And if I could ask you to be a little vulnerable here. So thriving in the thick of it, you're an instant mom, which also changes the dynamic between you and your boyfriend. Um, right. Because, you know, when it's just the two of you, even that is it, that's enough to manage. But then you but then you add in two teenage boys to the mix. Uh, well, preteen teenage boys. Um, so tell us how that thread, you know, that belief, that old belief in your head, how how does that uh, spontaneously recover in this new situation? And. Can you share with us, if you'd be so inclined, examples of how that comes up and examples of when you choose to thrive and examples of when you don't choose to thrive? Sure. So uh, something that my boyfriend and I have struggled with. uh, So he, you know, he without getting into his whole story, but, um, you know, he struggles with some depression and he's just had a really... Um, being a dad has not been easy. He has actually not really ever been allowed to be a dad, but anyway, so it, it, he struggles with some depression. And so there are times where I've wanted him to get up and do something or, um, you know, go with me to do something. And 
and it didn't happen. And then now that mm-hmm. the boys are here, I see him getting up and doing stuff. I see mm-hmm. him engaging in what they're doing. I see him having mm-hmm. conversations with them. I see him spending time to figure out what to do together when I've yeah. wanted for years for him to figure out, you know, try to show mm-hmm. that to me, like, what can we do together? And, yeah. and so it comes up when saying, you know, wow, I wasn't enough. I, I wasn't mm. enough for him to get up and do those things. But now that the boys are here, they're enough. And so mm-hmm. I will start. Um, uh, that, that lie comes oh, yeah. up again for it's, you. It, actually, that is a everyday thing. And mm. um, thank you for being uh, honest about that. I think a lot of times people, I don't think that about myself. I think, I think I'm enough. I, I have good self-worth. I have, you know, I also know the the minds of women and I know how we are our worst enemies and our thoughts are our worst enemies. And uh, one of the things that I always say to people, Melissa, is you can't control the thoughts that come into your head, but you choose what you do with them. And so that's with that, that's where you were about yeah. to go. You said it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. thing. And so on the days that I uh, choose to thrive, I instantly... You know, I, I'm a sticky note person. I put sticky notes everywhere. Um, it's funny. The, the boys are actually, how do you, how do you see your speedometer? Because <laughs> they're like <laughs> right there in front of my face. Um, but, right. you know, I am enough. My worth and value is yeah. independent of the outcome. And yeah. just um, having those constant reminders in my face. So when that, that, that lie starts coming in and saying, Oh, you weren't enough for him to get up then, you know, um, you weren't enough yeah. and it's, you know, his actions and, and, and his actions are just, it has nothing to do with me. You know, it could be that he needed yeah. both pieces of the puzzle. He needed me and the boys, you know, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what's in his mind. I don't know how he's feeling. I, and right. I just know what I have control over and that's me. And so mm-hmm. I having those constant reminders, I have recently started taking an hour a day for myself and mm-hmm. going away from the house, away from everything and mm-hmm. sitting on a rock <laughs> and, you know, listening mm-hmm. to the babbling brook. And, and, and in that moment, I decide what I want to do. I don't plan it. I don't, you know. Uh, I, I do positive things. The thing that like, I don't yeah. plan anything, but the thing that's not allowed during that time is negativity or, you know, yeah. um, now I, I have had, you know, crying sessions where I just needed to just go away and just like, let it all out and, and just cry sure. because it's okay to feel a certain way. Just don't stay there. Yeah. And use it. Yeah. Use it for a purpose. Um, and so uh, I, you know, those are things that I've started to just implement and, and, you know, looking in, I always say like, you hear these cliches, like, you know, all the time, but looking in the mirror and just telling yourself you're beautiful, that you're loved, yeah. that you're enough, that you're awesome. I rock, you know, uh, it sounds silly, but it, it absolutely works. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how, um, so, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I think you have a green thumb, Melissa. I don't, I kill everything, but there've been, um, experiments where people talk kindly to plants and they encourage them. them. 
Right. And these these plants actually thrive, <laughs> they grow. Yeah, and and then they've had other other people where they go and they talk like nasty to the plant and they like yell at it and they speak down to it and they call it names and those plants actually die. They don't just like struggle to survive, they die. And we are no different. And we need to learn like you are doing to speak truth to ourselves in the mirror. Now, are there times for you, Melissa, when that doesn't come naturally, naturally, like, do you, I'm thinking about a woman who's listening right now and she's thinking, well, that sounds all nice and everything, but that's not what I say to myself. Oh yeah. No. So yeah. What do you say to her? So, you know, on the days where I'm, I'm not thriving or I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm allowing the lies to, to be in the forefront you know, it, it's looking in the mirror and saying, "You, wow, you are a piece. Um, mm. You know, you, you don't do enough. I mean, mm. if Josh does the laundry, I got, I, I will literally be like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing my job. Like if he's doing mm. it, he's just trying to help me, but I will yeah. turn him trying to help me into, I'm not doing my job. He must think that I'm lazy you know, he, and just continue like, you know, down a road all because he was trying to help me. And then, um, well, making also interpreting his behavior as some sort of referendum on you. And so I can quickly go right back to that girl that feels that she does not deserve anything and that I, and worthless and I will never be enough. And it's, it's not easy. It's not easy at mm-hmm. all. You know, you would think it, it it's crazy because the, the hardest things are the things that are the best for you. And the easiest things mm-hmm. are the things that are the worst for you. So true. Oh my goodness. Preach it. And, yes. The things that are the hardest are the best. And it, it's like, good grief. Like it is so, it is so easy for me to go out here and, 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 and get a, a pain pill and take it and just mm-hmm. be numb. It is so easy yeah. to go out here and fill a shopping cart and hide yes. the credit card bill and hide it in my trunk and then try to figure out how I'm going to yeah. pay for it. But yet at the same time, it is the work, like, oh my gosh, the guilt and the, like, then then that, then that's a spiral. Then they're on top of that. So now I'm trying to fill this void. Well, now I'm a piece of crap because I, you know, and here I am again. Because I failed once again. again. Here I am. And that's the other thing too, is constant, like, I have to constantly remind myself, I'm not here again. Like I am not here again because I am able to acknowledge what's happening. I am able to know and believe that I have the choice of what I do next. And if I continue to do that, then, you know, I'm not back back there. there. And so, and each time, you know, again, those cliches, you you don't know happiness unless you've had pain. You don't know. So, Each time that that happens, those feelings are just as strong as they were 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And yet the other side of that now in in the thriving world that I have embraced and love and and have grown in, those feelings on the other side, that, that happy, that joy, that fulfillment, that I knowing and believing I am worth something 
is just as great. Like I, and, and so that keeps pulling me back. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I love that. So can you do me a favor? I'm sorry. My dog (laughs) is like dreaming in the background right now. I don't know if you can hear her, but yeah. So there you go. Listeners. My dog is dreaming. Um, she's having a thriving (laughs) dream. So, um, Tell us for you, what does that mean? Um, I know what thriving means for me, but when you say this, you know, thriving world <laughs> that I am making and creating, what does that mean? Give us a picture. Of so that. for so long, I wanted a magic pill. Like when I reached out to you for the first time, I was looking for that mm-hmm. magic pill. Someone tell me mm-hmm. what I can do to make all of this go away, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is uh-huh. very common. Because because we want that easy mm-hmm. fix. We want to make this Instant stop. gratification. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and plus, it is hard work. It's not easy. But <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, so thriving for me, it, it's, I like this saying, it's not Skittles and rainbows every day. It okay. does not mean that I have my stuff together. It does not mean that I go around laughing and smiling and I'm in a good mood. Yeah. And what that means is, even like, you know, on my, um, I'm done thriving days. <laughs> I <laughs> literally, I, I, I'm able to give myself grace. I am able mm-hmm. to look at it for what it is. And that is, it's a feeling it's telling me something and, and, mm-hmm. and giving me a choice, you know, and, and then I have a choice to what to do with that. And so, thriving is well being in the thick of something and 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 knowing that I have the choice of what I do next and yeah you've mentioned that a couple of times and I wonder if we if we can't just dig a little deeper into that so um I think so many times a lie that we tell ourselves is that we don't have choice that like I don't have well we will literally Mm -hmm. say that I don't have a choice Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? I don't have a choice. Um, can you share with us a little bit about what it looks like for you to practice that now? Like to practice the belief that you do have a choice. I mean, it could be any, you know, any example from recently, but show us how you apply that new thriving thought. Okay. So just even a summer ago, and if the boys, they, uh, they have, they're really mean to their dad sometimes. And they're also kind of, they can be mean to me. So when they make their comments, um, one, just real quick, one night, one of them was saying, um, you know, going around going, this person's qualities is they're fat. This person's qualities is they're old. And then the, mm-hmm. the one boy paused and, or, you know, goes, well, Missy's qualities, well, Melissa's qualities are, hmm. Um, and then the younger one goes, are trash. Mm. A year ago, I would have, uh, that would have hit me in my soul. I would have made a big to-do about it. I would have mm-hmm. um, got upset, cried, you know, just gone, gone shopping, shopping, taking pills. Yeah. yeah. And in that moment, you know, because then he goes, well, I was like, excuse me, what'd you say? And he goes, I was just joking. And I said, well... I don't find that funny. And, Mm -hmm. 
I, do, you know, I'm going to choose to remove myself from the situation and you guys can continue yeah. with your conversation. And yeah. I left it there and I walked out, you know, okay. I walked outside and I didn't continue to repeat it over in my head. I didn't continue. Mm -hmm. I didn't start tearing it down and, and see how he saw me as trash. Like what have I, oh, what have I, I done to make him think that my qualities are trash? And start mm -hmm. analyzing that and, and start going, well, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess, yeah, I could see where he could see that. And, you know, and, and so. So you made the choice to end the conversation in your head before it could devolve into something that wouldn't take you correct. to a good place. And so long yeah. story short, to get to that, you said that perfectly because that's what I do is when it starts, when, when the, like, if somebody's doing something, I, I choose to remind myself of either like the good qualities or, you know, that I am enough mm -hmm. or I just choose mm -hmm. to be done with it. You know, like I'm not yeah. going to yeah. analyze it. I'm not going to participate in it. I'm just going to be done with it. And I'm going to tell myself the truth and that it, yeah, you know, that's their opinion. They can, that yeah. they can feel however they want to feel. And if that's how they feel, that's how they feel, but it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this question, um, because you're, it's still, I, I, I love what you said that having a thought world that thrives is work. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. Um, why do you keep it up? <laughs> Even though it's, it, it's because when I go to sleep at night, my, these, like, when I go to sleep at night these days, my mind is quiet. Mm. I, I wake up feeling powerful. Like I wake up feeling mm. that, you know, I can conquer anything. And, and sometimes I'm not, sometimes I just, I have peace. I don't yeah. have that constant mm. person in my head telling me how crappy I am. And, or if you do, if they do appear, you're able to quickly respond in a different way. Right. Um, could you ask, ask your question again? Yeah, I was just saying, you said, I don't have that person in my head all the time. And I said, well, even if they do come into your head, it sounds like the work is worth being in a place to be able to silence that voice. So the reason why it, yes, so thriving is hard work. And the reason yeah. why I continuously do it is because of how I in a whole and in my mind mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. feel so much more at peace, so much more yeah. calm. You know, I have been able to decrease my anxiety medicine. Mm. I have decreased wow. my, um, uh, my spending. I am actually able to walk into a store with my list and walk out of it. And when I'm sitting in my car looking at the receipt, it's like, wow, that is awesome. And I feel good. I yeah. didn't buy anything. Yeah, I feel good. And I yeah. feel great. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, I love not needing something to make me feel good. I love mm. feeling good because I am me. Well, and because you're choosing to be good to yes. yourself. You know, it's like this um, interesting cycle, like you said earlier, when we thrive, yes, it's hard work. 
but it makes us feel good about ourselves. When we revert to old patterns, it's mm-hmm. easy, but it doesn't make no. us feel good about ourselves. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm going to take the one that takes work all day long because I'm tired of feeling bad. Right. About I mean, it's just like exercise, you know, no pain, no gain. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like I said, I've also learned that cliches are as much as you want to fight them because they're cliches. <laughs> so I have two, I have two other questions for you. Um, so thriving for me, I like how, how you brought out the word choice. I think that's really powerful learning that you have a choice in things. Well, And so speaking of that, no, go ahead. So one of the greatest moments that I will remember for the rest of my life <laughs> and one moment that I always go back to, I mean, even on days that I'm just literally, I'm done thriving and I have looked at you before and you just like, how's everything going? And I literally just said, I'm done thriving. And <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next question to share. And with it, it, you know, when those days happen and, and one of the things that you and I first uh, talked about um, when I first reached out to you was that I choose how I feel. And I yeah. did not understand that. I it took me probably over over a so year when, to understand what that meant. Let me ask you a question. So when I when I said to you, I don't even know how I said it, but maybe I just said, "Well, you know, Melissa, we we choose how mm-hmm, we that feel." That sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, and it probably sounds familiar that you looked at me and nodded and mm-hmm. said, "Uh huh, yeah, right? sure, uh huh, okay." So what was going through your head when, after you first heard well, that? Well, it's like, well, <laughs> and, and, and to this day, I still do it too. It's like, well, how, how do I choose how I feel if, you know, this person is, is sitting here being mean to me and I didn't do nothing to them <laughs> or, right. you know, they made it. They made this me person, um, you know, what, you know, aggravated me so, so much that I, you know, lost my temper or, like, I love it. Um, but yet there are certain things that, you know, I, I, at this point in time in life, I have not been able to have children and, and that plays uh-huh. a big role in, in a lot of things as well. However, like I didn't, I didn't ask to do, I didn't choose that, you know, but I still feel the yeah. pain of that. And so, sure. you know, there were things that have happened in my life that I didn't ask for or do. And resulted in certain or, or, you know, resulted in thought patterns or, and and so I completely, I just didn't understand that, you know, and then the most, well, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think particularly to the people listening that when things happen, traumatic things, when things happen, you know, if we're the victim of something Mm -hmm. or something happens to us, somebody does something to us, it's, um, it's really easy to understand, not just say, it's really easy to understand that that situation created you Mm -hmm. or made you a certain way. But for me, um, I think just to share a little bit for myself, when I had that revelation of, okay, yeah, maybe, but am I going to let it keep Mm -hmm. me that way? That's when I asked myself that I thought, wow, I have a lot more power than I thought I did for a long time. And that's when I'll never forget the day that I I had that aha moment and was like, I choose how I feel. I, Mm. 
it is such an empowering, amazing feeling to look at yourself mm-hmm. and say, or, you know, look at somebody else and say, you know, that's your opinion and you're, and you, you, you can have that opinion, but I don't believe yeah. that about myself and therefore I won't yeah. accept it. And, and not accepting what someone else had to say or what someone else's actions, um, could have potentially in the past made me feel knowing that you're doing for the listeners, uh, (laughs) doing air quotes right now on made me feel, (laughs) but realizing that it is my choice to accept what you're saying or what you're doing mm. as face value. And, and the powerful thing is to know, and that's where the work has come in is it has taken a yeah. lot of work for me to look at myself and say, I know I am enough. I know I matter yeah. and I know I'm worth this and I know I'm awesome. And so, yeah. and that's when the overwhelming joy comes for me is knowing that I can look at you and say, your actions don't affect me because I know I did a great job. Your words don't affect me because I know those aren't true. And that it was like the most empowering moment of my life. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, learn uh, thriving really does produce an attitude of respect and love for yourself that, um, you know, the old patterns can never match even in, even in their best Mm -hmm. moments can never match. And I always say, you know, thriving is it's learning, it's learning about yourself so you can love yourself. So let me ask you a question in the thick of being a new mom, what are you learning about you? And I don't say new mom, maybe it's like in the thick of having uh, full custody of boys that you guys did not have full custody of before. What are you learning about yourself? I would have to say that what I am learning about myself is right now in the last few weeks, I have truly seen the growth in myself. I Mm. have truly seen the aspect of I do have a choice in my life. Because Mm. there are so many uncertainties and so many unknowns right now. And there is so Mm. many things that we're waiting on. And yet I still have control over what I do. And I didn't fully see that before. Um, Yeah. And and so I have just learned how much more. I've learned that I'm more patient than I gave myself credit for. Hmm. I have mm-hmm. learned that not everything has to have a place. <laughs> okay. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, I am able to walk away from a mess and not let oh. it affect my entire day. Score. I, that is a big mom score. I yeah. before be like, okay, let's clean this up. Let's no, let this not, that's not where that, go, that you don't fold that towel like that. Yeah. No, we fold the towels like this. <laughs> You know, and finally it's like, are the towels folded? Okay, good. Great. We're good. Great. Is it in a comfortable? Yeah, yeah we're good. You know, awesome. and, and, <laughs> um, I have learned that I don't need everything perfectly straight and, and, yeah. and that, and, and with that, I've learned that I will still 
survive with it out, yeah. you know, with it a, a chaotic mess. And yeah. I've also learned that I can totally thrive in chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, okay. So that's, that's one of the most hopeful things I think about, um, challenging experiences like the one that you're facing right now. I think that too often what we do is we fear them like it's this big, you know, Michelin monster coming after us, ready to flatten us. And um, I think that we fa- when we do that, when we fear extreme changes or challenges like this, we give our power away and we don't, we don't understand that this didn't happen so I can learn about me, but this happened. So let me use this as an opportunity to learn about me, as an opportunity to grow, as an opportunity to thrive. Because without those opportunities, you wouldn't see that growth in yourself. You wouldn't have that encouragement about, you know, that being proud of yourself and who you are and your ability to be more patient and your ability to be adaptable and flexible. You wouldn't be able to discover that outside of adversity. So, um, all right. So those are great things to be learning about yourself. So I, I want to make sure the listeners hear that because you know, whatever they're facing right now, this is, there's an opportunity to be had to learn how amazing you are and to not, like you so eloquently said, let the outcome of events or other people's behavior determine your worth. So I've got another question for you because I think I thought this was so funny. So the one day when I asked you how you were doing, and you said, I'm done thriving today. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. Because I thought that was a pretty awesome point in your thriving thought world journey. So, you know, I think we it was, what, two and a half years at that point that I had spent every day, you know, telling myself <laughs> that I just revert, you know, when the lie come in and, and, and tell it, you know, pound it with its truth. Tell it's it like that truth. whack-a-mole, yeah. you know, like you had said, whack-a-mole yeah. bam, you know, bam, all day. Like, so for two and a half years, just playing whack-a-mole. And I think it, it might've been probably something small. It might've been another spoon door. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> finally I was just like, you know what? I'm done thriving today. And I just shut it off. And, you know, I'm sure the, the lies came, you know, the whole, all the, all yeah. the moles popped up at once, you know, but yeah. whenever, and it was, it was refreshing and it was kind of reward just to know that I could say that yet yes. not stay there. And then not, yeah, so when I woke yeah. up the next morning, I was ready to go again and right back, back at it. it. And yeah. it yeah. not, you know what? I, I didn't lose anything by choosing not to thrive. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the end of the world. I didn't fall flat on my face. It was just, it was a yeah. choice that I was able to make in that moment based on whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. And then thrive. And that's what thriving is, is, is knowing tomorrow I'm going to get back up and do, yeah. And, and, and be the best, you know, give the world the best me that I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it might not even right. be tomorrow, but it might be in an hour or, you know, right. whatever. But I, lo- I, I, I do think there's tremendous value in being honest with ourselves and saying, you know what? Right. I'm not 
you know, I might be choosing to be mad right now, but I'm going to be mad and I'm going to blame it on you. And that's where I am. And I'm not going to thrive. And then after, you know, a little while, I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. That's not helping anything. And that's okay. Like, so I, I, I love that. It's not always about Skittles and rainbows. Like you said, you know, I, I find myself, um, the way I write text messages or the right, the way that I talk, I find myself, you know, the moment I want to say I'm trying or trying to do something like, wait a minute, I ask myself, Mm -hmm. am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? Um, and then I used to write these long messages to Josh, like just you. So now they're like not as long. And then sometimes, you know, but then when I do the long messages, I'm like, man, I did like, I, that's not who I want to be. That's not how I want to feel. And, you know, so, you know, let's not do that again. So I guess one of the biggest things to me is being aware, being aware of, of what could plummet me Mm. and, and knowing and not avoiding avoiding it. it. And because it, 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 it wasn't easy to come on here and, and, I have worked really, really, really hard and, and given myself the the devotion that, that I deserve to Mm -hmm. be in this moment. And if somebody heard me say that within the last year or so, I took a pain pill, they could Mm -hmm. so judge me. They could go, Oh my gosh, she's going back down that road. Like, and that's a scary, scary thing though. If I'm not honest with myself, then mm-hmm. I probably will go back down that road. And right. so right. knowing that I have that those thoughts and knowing to yeah. to navigate around them and give myself the power, the credit, the love that I deserve. Yes. Then yeah. that's what and not the shame and ridicule. ridicule. And, and yeah. You know, if they want to think that, hey, that's their thoughts. Those aren't mine. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I know for a long time I hid in the shadows and I seen myself by not being honest. I seen myself getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the spontaneous recovery. You know, it's really, I love so, so perfectly put Melissa. It's so true. When we're not honest with ourselves, we don't have to be accountable to Mm -hmm. ourselves. When we are honest, we can say, okay, I'm choosing to be a jerk or I'm going to choose not to be a jerk, right? But either way, I'm right. choosing. This is the choice that I'm making. And and that brings with it a sense of power that we cannot ever experience if we just aren't honest, if we're not aware. Right. So um, thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. Hey, Melissa, as we close out today, I want to ask you a question that I ask every guest on the show, and it's your turn. Um, If you could leave the women listening and the men, because we've got some dudes listening in these days too, which is so fun. If you could leave the listeners with one truth that you want them to remember and never forget after this episode ends, what would it be? Be honest with yourself, whether it's scary, whether it's hard, whether you're afraid you someone's going to turn on you. It just, you're not alone. There yeah. are people out there that if I had to share one thing that, that listeners need to know is to be honest with yourself and be aware mm-hmm. of your destructive mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. and find somebody 
that you can share those with because as much as you might want to hide in the shadows, you're not, for me, it wasn't going to be a good ending if I continue to stay in the shadows. So, and not be honest with myself and with, you know, the people that care about me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because then it, 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 it gives you um, accountability too. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I know for me, with having, um, you know, different addictions and struggles in life, that being a, a, accountable to myself and to someone else is what has allowed me to has saved me. Be honest and be aware of those destructive thoughts, and find somebody to share those with. And you're not alone. Don't you love her? I mean, so bold, brave, just fiercely beautiful to come on the show and share her heart, share her experiences unafraid, out of the shadows, done hiding. Are you like Melissa or do you know someone like Melissa and you want to be on the show to talk about how you are thriving in the thick of it, how you are choosing to thrive in the thick of it? Just reach out to me. Dr. Sherry speaks at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. Those links are in the show notes as well. Also, I'd love to have you join my Thriving Thoughts texting community. All you need to do is text the word thrive to 540-369-2139 and you'll be signed up to receive three Thriving Thought text messages per week straight from me. All right, friends, tune in on Wednesday for another episode from me. You never know what it's going to be about, but you always know it's going to give you a thriving way to look at life. Until then, my friends, remember to speak truth over the lies so you can thrive in any and every circumstance.